You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. you gonna do when the shorts run wild on you curtis what is this weapon you're suddenly holding what's that oh it's one of my paint brushes oh, it's, I... it's just what it's my dry brush i was looking down as i did that intro i was looking at the camera to make sure my dog wasn't up to anything crazy and then i look up and you're brandishing a weapon and i didn't know what was happening that fucking song gets me amped, dude. I just want to hit shit with shit. Oh, <laughs> that's why you're out here randomly stabbing things. Well, that's understandable. It's a fucking banger. I am oh, pumped. Owen fucking killed it, man. He, he did kill it. Owen, you killed it. You're never going to listen to this because you don't give a fuck. But I appreciate it. you, man. You're a good dude. Um, yo, so uh, guess who is maybe going to Sakura Genesis? It's your boy. I am pumped. I'm so fucking jelly, dude. Yeah. Peanut butter and jelly. Yes, you're you're rolling in it. So, 30th of March, 69 days. <laughs> and I will be nice. leaving. <laughs> nice. I'll be going to Japan. I'll be there for three weeks. I'm going to get to see. Uh, at the moment, we've got a big Japan show booked uh, in the middle of nowhere. We have applied for our... Um, Raya Goku Sakura Genesis tickets. We have to get though, find out if we've been successful. And then uh, we have Freedom's tickets that should keep a first ring on the last day. Now, Shit, dude. I want to take you through the process of buying New Japan tickets in Japan when you don't live in Japan because it ain't always that easy. Sometimes, well, nearly every time, you need a man. You need a man on the street because, like, New Japan don't just pick them up like buy now foreigners. It's easy. That doesn't really work. Like if you want uh, the actual tickets and you want them to, you know, be good and not some weird tourist package or whatever, you need to buy them the way the Japanese people do. You cannot log into their website and do that, so you must have an agent. You must send forth a man and he takes your money and he walks to a 7-Eleven and he goes to like this ticket ATM thing and he buys it. And then he will post them to your hotel for you to collect when you're in Japan. And that's how they do it. <laughs> And that's how we do it. And so there's a great service. Uh, it's called, I believe it's Get Sumo Tickets, something like that if you put in Sumo Ticks or whatever. And we've been dealing with this gentleman, Jeff. He runs it for, Jesus, seven years now or something like that. And so on his little site, he's improved his site heaps. It was way sketchier when it first started. But now you can look on his site and it shows the different events. And if it's sumo, there's like a little cartoon of a sumo guy. And if it's wrestling, it's a cartoon of a luchador like hitting a guy with a chair. And you pick your one, you put in your tickets, you, you choose the seating type you want and you pay your money. Now, when he goes, I guess today, he'll 
go on his ticket run and go over and get it. And he just tries to get you the best tickets he can for what you've paid for. If he can't get that, he'll sort of get the next one down and the next one down until he can't get anything. And then if he can't get anything, he just refunds you, you know, the difference. And you pay him like, I don't know, 15 bucks for each time, something like that. Uh, so, yeah, we have applied for our Sakura Genesis tickets. Now we wait and find out. Now, it's in Raya Goku. I don't want to sit on those fucking mats on the floor. I've, I don't know if you're very good at sitting cross-legged, but I'm not, and I don't want to do it for three hours. So we've applied for the balcony, which I've sat in before and slept in before. Um, so I am hoping we are successful. Do you know what I heard that entire time was mm-hmm. just brag, 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 brag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of that. Hey, look, I got to tell you this, bro. 99.99% of the people in my life don't care about this shit. There's only one person I can I brag care. to and it's you. So if I'm going to enforce any kind of jealousy, I need to I need to wring it out of you because I've never had it out of anybody else. So I'm sorry. I care that. enough for all of the people in your life. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Sakura Genesis, you're probably going to get a, you know, you're, you're probably going to get a World Heavyweight title match. Um, you, it's one of the bigger shows, so you might get like uh, an appearance from some of the some of the foreigners uh, that you could see. Like, I mean, you're well, probably going to get a pretty cool show. It's usually the the winner of the New Japan Cup versus the champion, right? Like Sakura Genesis yep. is the Shibata versus Okada match happened there, and if I'm yeah. I might be incorrect, but I think that was the last Sakura Genesis because then they did like during the pandemic they did like hyper battle and shit. Like at the same yeah, hyper time. battle and um, what was the one where they was it autumn was, attack or something? Or I forget. No, it was it was um, Hiromu versus Evil, and it was after like it was named after some like crazy samurai battle or something. I don't remember castle attack anyway. or something. But either way, castle attack. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. But either way, this will be the first Sakura Genesis since back, and it's been announced that it's going to be cheering crowds, which. I did not know when I bought the tickets. We thought that it was like because it says on the on the Rai Goku thing or or on Jess site whatever it was. It said no cheering event, but New Japan just released, and I saw Super J Cast had retweeted it. Thank you, Joel. He's all over that. He says me going to their feed uh, that uh, they have announced it will be a cheering show. So I'm absolutely fucking pumped. I just need Hell my yes, tickets. Dude. Yeah. Exactly, and then they'll be waiting now, for me. Best case scenario, who are you going to see challenge Shingo for that World Heavyweight title belt? <laughs> Shingo. I would love it if it was Shingo. There's no way it'll be Shingo. I, Hell yeah. No, it's it. not going to be Shingo. No, They're not going to V-Zero fucking Okada. I know. They're not. That would be sick. Do we know if this match coming up with Shingo and Okada has the KOPW on the line? Because I feel like Okada talked about it. I think it, it does. Like, is it a it unification does. or something? Because they did not spend much money on that belt. No, they didn't. It's it's garbage. Yeah, it's that garbage. That thing is fucking pure shit. Okay. Um, dirt worst fucking belt ever. It's a fucking toy. It looks like it looks like a, something you'd get in a box with a WWE wrestler on it. Yeah. It's garbage. Um, um, who do I want to win the New Japan Cup is essentially... Who do you want to win the New Japan Cup? Now, when we look at it, New Japan Cups are almost always um, lower mid-tier guys... Getting their chance. ...who yeah. are getting their chance. So that's where, you know, like Zack Sabre Jr. or Shibata, 
you know, people like that, uh, evil before he came up. Um, who do you think could jump up and grab that brass ring? I like the idea. It would be sick if it was Tai Chi because they are heating him up a bit on a, there's no surprise that you and I just could be like Tai Chi and Great Okan. Um, like that. <laughs> but they are heating him up a bit. They've put him against Will, right? Like, so yep. he's going to have a run against Will sort of leading up to that. So there's the potential they could heat him up. But I'd like to see somebody like that, like that upper mid. I'd like to see uh, Okan, Tai Chi, fucking Suzuki would be sick. He's called oh, out the IWGP. I just don't want Sonata. If I get a fucking Sonata Okada title match in Raigoku, <laughs> I've convinced my friends we were going to meet them in Osaka and we were going to have a big night out and then go to Universal Studio. I convinced them that this would be better. If they shit that out, I don't know how I explain it. I just go, so we're going to take, the show's over now. And they're like, isn't there, a, no, there's no last match. It's fine. We've got to go. Like, we, we can go take a nap for the next 20 minutes and then we'll come back for the final 10. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so somebody like that would be cool. I, I would like to see a, a drastic elevation of ELP this year. Would yes. be cool. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of candidates, you know. You Let's get Finlay back. Could be cool to see, see him take a run at it. These are like good options. Uh, El Desperado goes heavy. Um... Shooter winning the New Japan Cup could be an interesting scenario. Strap the rocket to the young man. The huh? rocket to him. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. How about you? You and that thing. Great Okan could be a, a fucking awesome one. But, but yes. Um, yeah. My gut just right away told me Okan. I don't, I don't see any reason to believe that he will. I know that Will is the, the heavyweight champion leader of, you know, the UE, but like, I think they want to try and put a little bit of respect on Okan's name. Yeah. And I mean, it worked so well for Zach that like putting, put, you know, giving him a new Japan cup, like that could be a way, like they don't want to put the belt on him right now. Cause he's still yeah. under will, yeah. but like, just hate him up yeah, a little maybe. bit. Exactly. Like yeah. new Japan cup is that one where it gives you the opportunity to sort of elevate somebody. Now the last couple was it last two or last one or whatever? They did Okada, but that's because of the story they were telling is him becoming the bestest, bestest again and the 50th anniversary and the spirit of Inoki and all that kind of stuff. So now that's all out of the way. They've reseated him and sort of reshuffled the deck. There's definitely the opportunity to go, okay, now time to start simmering people again and, and building up some heat on some other guys, yeah. I think. Well, I mean, before that, it was ZSJ and Will and Evil. So like they've they've elevated people through it before. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, a, a new one would be be really cool. I'd love to see a new winner, somebody that's never had it before. Yeah, definitely. I think the New Japan Cup, like, not only is it what brought us together for for a podcast, but it's. Um, I know I love the G one. I I love the G one, but the G one when it gets to the end, it's a little bit predictable. Yeah. Great matches, but it's a little bit predictable. You can always kind of look at the, you go oh. I see, you know, Okada and Tanahashi are wrestling on the final night. So, you yeah. know, we kind of see that's probably I try what that to block not will do. I try to not look at the schedule. Like, when I look at my 
tips and, and things like that, you know, because it does, it sort of spoils it, you know? And so I try it's, not to, to do that. It definitely ruins it if you're doing the tipping like we do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, and hey, do you do you want to try and open that up, like uh, that program for fans maybe? Mm, what, this Patreons? year? Patreons? Yeah. You want to want to run a New the, Japan uh, tipping, uh, I mean New Japan Cup tip this year. Or G1 tip maybe. Or both. Maybe both. Or both. Maybe all. It might be too early for the for the cup, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know because that's Mo running that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo Mo will watch on the G one, but she could, I could essentially get the formula or whatever, and then just uh, you know make it like available as a download that people can play along with. Kind of deal. That yeah. could be fun. Yeah, exactly. That could be a lot of fun. We'll workshop that. That could um, be fun this year if people want to do it. If you're interested in doing it. Message us about it. DM us about it. Maybe do something. Maybe yeah. I'll put out a poll or something. I don't know. Maybe we'll do that as like a, a Patreon thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, so yeah, if you're if you're, I I don't look at the schedule until I do my tipping, mm-hmm. and I just go with my tipping. Like, which is why I fucking failed at it so hard this year because I do it like with my heart and not my head. Um. Where was I going with this? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. I think anyway, yeah, just, the New Japan <laughs> Cup. I know. Okay, yes, I remember. Yeah. The G one is great, but the New Japan Cup, like I fucking love, just a single elimination tournament, like thirty six dudes or whatever. Yeah. You know how? What is that? That's the math, right? Mm-hmm. No, thirty two. Thirty two dudes, um, just going at it. You know, Tomohiro Ishii and fucking Shibata kicking 10 shades of shit out of each other yeah. you know i love, I love single elimination tournaments they're not that i don't love the g1 but but i love a good knockout sort of thing just down to like the last two dudes and it also yep. can be like i mean the g1 sort of protects people in a way as well because you can get like a you know just the points aren't there and you haven't really been defeated but i mean you can knock people out you know you can have upsets in the new japan cup that are really shocking um and really cool. So yeah, no, nah, I'm I'm pumped on that. I th- I think it's going to be awesome. And yeah, hopefully we see a new star elevated, and then I get to see them uh, fight at the at the Sakura Genesis. And being the return of it, being that's Raigoku, being that's like heading towards the middle of the year, maybe we'll actually see some like stuff happen as well. We'll see some uh, shifts in how things are going. And I think this is going to be a year of mix-ups for New Japan. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. There's a lot of big stories they're right in the middle of, and you got to see like what comes uh, what comes down the pipe for you. Mm-hmm. Like we said, Secure Genesis is uh, the return of Secure Genesis is going to be a big uh, event. It's going to be really cool for you to see. Um, I wonder how many of the people because it's in what March thirtieth. What Secure Genesis? Yeah. No, no, it's like April. April or something like that. Hang on, where's the? I sent you okay. a, a pic. Didn't I? I don't know, but yeah, oh, it, it, it's definitely in April. It's like early April. Okay, oh, here we go. Yes, uh, it is so yeah. April eighth. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so yeah, it's, that was pretty close. I was off by about nine days. Um, you sure were. The, I wonder how close that's going to be to Fantastic Mania. Is Fantastic Mania still happening? Normally, Fantastic Mania is the first or the second tour. I don't. Really I don't think Fantastic Mania is happening. I think I looked through the schedule. I don't no, they, think I they, saw. They announced it. They announced that it was coming back, but I don't. 
I haven't seen any updates on it. I miss Fantastica Mania. Okay, hang on. I really do. Beginning. Let me just. I never thought I would say that, but I, I like because I know it's usually like non-canon and silly and shit like that. February. They are twenty-second through the twenty-eighth. Sorry, one more page to. Yeah, twenty-second through the twenty-eighth. So they've got. They do have a run of Fantastica Mania shows. Right on. So that's right up leading up to Secure Genesis. Yeah. So you might and get then. to see some of those uh, Lucha Libre uh, gentlemen from CMLL making uh, making their Secure Genesis uh, matches as well. Yeah, that would be cool. Because it goes, um, it does the Fantastica Mania, and then it goes to New Japan Cup. And then New Japan Cup finishes on, I think it's March 21st. And then April 1st is Road to Sakura Genesis up until... So there you go. That's going to be awesome, man. I'm very excited. We, it wasn't in our original plans because like, they hadn't released the schedule. But I knew it was sort of happening. And we, we had penciled in a bunch of other stuff. And then when Amy's like, uh, they just released the Security Justice thing, we're like, bye now. And then I like had to shoot bye a, now, bye now, bye now. a nice message to my friends like, hey, you know how we plan to do this? Let me sell you on this other idea real quick. <laughs> And so, yeah, they, they were like, whatever you want to do. But, um, yeah, I'm very excited. So that is going to be cool. And I'm looking forward to going back to Japan for the first time since 2020. That's fucking rad, man. That's so cool. I'm so, so jealous. Cool. I got some tickets to go see uh, New Japan star, the front man, Zack Sabre Jr. Ooh. versus Michael Oku, the OJMO, at the yes. next RevPro uh, show in March. March 26th, I believe. Oh, that's cool. Possibly. Um, but yeah, Michael Oku making a bunch of noise. He's uh, He had a five-star Wrestling Observer match with uh, Will Ospreay last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. His first five-star match. I say first because the dude is so much fun to watch. Um can't wait to see him against Zack Sabre Jr. Save this because here's what I think is going to happen. He's going to earn Zack Sabre Jr.'s respect and join TMDK right there. Boom. Save that in case I'm right. Yeah. If I'm not. That would be cool. I mean, you've, uh, been, you've been calling throwing. for Oku to join New Japan forever. And TMDK are going to need a junior. And they are a foreign stable. So that could be a perfect fit. Perfect fit. Because Oku has the... He's got the sort of not bad boy uh, image, but like, you know, he's, he's really cool. He's really, you know, gets the crowd moving and shit like that. He would just fit in so well with TMDK. He's actually run his own stable here in, uh, in RevPro for quite a while called Destination Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was him, Connor Mills, and uh, the NIC, which was a, a tag team that recently just uh, split up because one of the members retired from wrestling altogether. But, um, yeah, that was that's a fun stable I've had my eye on for oh about five years. Low on these five years now. Yeah, wow. And um, I I love Oku. He was at the very first match I ever uh, not the first match, but the first event I ever went to in England. He's someone that I've followed all through pandemic times. He's someone that I fucking love. My wife uh, has a great story about one time we were at a match and Oku fell on her, and she said. <laughs> She goes, he's, he's, he doesn't even weigh that much. He's compact like corned beef. <laughs> what a description. No. Um, Will uh, Osprey once fell on my wife. <laughs> like, oh, shit. When we were at the uh, front row in Sydney, he'd come over the thing and he was, oh, fuck, he was in the front row and stuff. It was so funny. 
But was yeah. he uh, was he was he, when he was tiny? Was, no, he was big at that point. No, no, he was big he? at that point. He was, that was, he was, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the the That's match where man. where Robbie um, turned from Bullet Club and joined Chaos. That's uh, right. Yeah, That's right. Speaking of Robbie, he would also be a good fit for TMDK for the new TMDK as well. We're always speculating right. about Robbie because we're obsessed with him, obviously. But uh, he would be a good fit as the junior ace for TMDK as well. And he's currently yeah, he would. was currently expressing. You know, he's broken up with Tiger Mask. He might need to look at new things. Maybe there's something else on the horizon for him. Maybe there is. Maybe there should be if there isn't. Because, um, Robbie, like, we know you're a chaos guy, but who brought you to chaos? Will. Where's Will? UE. Okay. Yeah, you, you you're not joining UE. UE. Yeah. He'd look great in a suit. You'd look great in a suit, Robbie, if you ever listen. He would. Yeah. He'd, so he'd be really tell. cool with their fucking... Uh, reservoir dogs like videos of them strolling down the streets and fucking you know slow motion the, the <laughs> slow motion sm- like smoking cigarettes <laughs> walking walking down the crowded streets in tokyo yeah, you gotta take up smoking uh, akibahara right. or whatever the fuck they were yeah, yeah, yeah. Rapongi. um it, it would be cool but it would be so much cooler <laughs> it would be so much cooler to join tmdk i think that's because we like tmdk a lot i think both equally cool I would be pumped on either. I just and it's an Aussie faction. See that that's that's what made me think about it. So it's interesting if he was going to jump factions, it's like TMDK makes sense in that you know yeah it's an Aussie British kind of faction, or uh, if he goes to United Empire, obviously the the connection with Will, and then they could also start to do Birds of Prey again, you know, on events Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah. We will see. I can't wait. There's going to be so so much stuff coming this year. It's very exciting. <gasps> yeah. What um chaos, chaos isn't the move, Robbie. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's not it. We need you to find it. That is what's up. So that was my big exciting news, and I'm very pumped for all of it. Now let's talk real fast about this Wrestle Kingdom 17 in Yokohama business. Now I love Yokohama. Okay. It's a place I like to go. Quite right. a lot. I liked a humble brag, but also seriously, if you ever go, you can't not go. You have to walk around the red brick warehouse, uh, legendary venue. Suzuki had his like 50th anniversary there. Wore all white, you know, legendary all white with Okada mm-hmm. in the rain. the rain. I was in Japan at the fucking time, but I didn't even know about it. So mad to this day. Um, oh my God. It like physically hurts me when I see the pictures. I'm like, I was probably like fucking, you know, a city away. I could have jumped on a train and gone to that. Um, but, it is, it's with Noah. I'm getting real pumped. I like Keno a lot. I've liked all the fucking posing that the, the fucking the dudes do in his team. What's his team called? Congo. Congo. I, like, I like matching tracksuits. I'm a tracksuit man. I enjoy it. All of these things I like. What I don't like is paying extra money to a subscription service that I already have. So I want to watch it, but I don't want to pay extra money for it. So what do we do, Curtis? Because... <clears throat> We talked about splitting it and doing that and going, you know what, let's just do it and we'll have fun with it and stuff. But this is a card of, if I want to be generous, five matches that I maybe want to see. Maybe not even that. Uh, definitely Despy. Oh, okay. Mainly three. So Despy, the Despy match I want to see a lot. And then the the last two, you know, Shingo's match and, and uh, Naito's match. Do we want to cave in and buy it? Or do we want to stand firm and not reward New Japan for this bullshit and vote with our 
dollars and they're like, look how much it gets watched two weeks later versus how many people pay for it. You know what I mean? Like I just, yeah, I don't know. And am that's, I am I even right? Question, am yeah. I even right in this theory? Because no, it is. You're, you're right. We, I, I, okay. Some people. The other side of the argument is like, hey, they're putting on entertainment all the time. You get a lot of value. This is a crossover event with another company. I think if anything was worth a bit of extra cash, it might be this. That said, though, not all the matches are super stellar. And also, they kind of need to be punished for fucking putting on, like, those US shows for, for, like, 35 bucks that they've barely even got a camera that works on. You know what I mean? Like That's, that, that's the other thing. Yeah. That's what if I mean. This like, was they like don't a deserve once a year, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Once a year crossover, and we can watch it with, uh, you know, we'll, we, I, was, I was willing. I was willing. I, lo- I woke up the other day. I just got my paycheck, and I was like, you know what? I might go ahead and just order that. I looked at that. I looked at that match graphic for Shingo and Nakajima, and I was like, "Might just go for it. Might just go for it." And then I saw the price: thirty dollars American. Yeah, thirty fucking. That's three times what I pay for a month of your service. Let me do a quick. I'm going to do a quick maths here. All right, let's have a look. Stay with me, everybody. We're doing this live in real time. I want to look at what this looks like. I want to see the conversion. And then I'm going to compare this to buying live tickets to Sakura Genesis and see what's better value. So let's have a look. If I am going to watch it, a tick, 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 tick. Here we go. Where is it? Bang. All right. Should surely be the first thing I see. It's not. We're looking at new beginning advert. Show me the show that's about to happen. None of these. Battle in the Valley, no. Something about Anoki, that's great. New Japan Strong, no. Yo, in the top bar here, they don't even talk about it. Not even talking about it. So, okay, Wrestle Kingdom 17, here we go. Bang. Yokohama had to go down three rows. Okay, so if I want to buy, I hit this, Wrestle Kingdom. Got to be careful to not accidentally buy it. What's that saying? I don't want to buy it by accident. With okay, three nine sixty yen. All right, everybody with me? Three nine six zero yen to AUD. That's not a zero. That's a hyphen. I don't know how to type. Okay, three sixty yen to Australia. Okay, so that's forty four dollars and fifty five cents. Jesus. Okay, that's I, a lot. I am getting. Seated tickets are in the Ryogoku Hall for $165. Which is expen- three times that. Which is expensive, but I'm live. I'm in the fucking venue. You know what I mean? That. Like, yeah. 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 I'm not sure that maths works. I don't think it does, man. I don't think it does. So, like, does it okay, work if we I'll half do the it? Same. Does $22, 20, 27 or whatever? work so if we look at yeah 27 australian dollars are you getting uh are, are well, you 22 dollars and 27 cents 13 are you are you getting 12 dollars worth of enjoyment per match because you only really want to see two matches are yeah, you getting three you getting so let's <laughs> do we're really good calculator we're in the weeds. We're in the weeds. <laughs> We're going deep um, here. We're doing it. Oh, man, my computer is slow. Turns out it doesn't want to run a recording program and video and also load up the calculator. Um, so, 
divide that by three. Yeah, you're... What am I typing? I'm typing like an absolute psycho. Divide by three. $7.42 per batch. Okay. And now that's that's with us splitting a cost for it, right? That's with us splitting a cost for it. Okay. So definitely $14 per match right out the fucking window. Yeah, absolutely. Because normally what I pay is $9.99 or whatever it is. Well, actually, it comes out to somewhere between $11 and 14 I think the Australian dollar is pretty good right now. So like $11 times, I don't know, every single match of the year, I'm paying cents for matches. Yeah, or less, you know. And it's like I'm interested in it, but it's not like I'm a Noah fan is the thing. You know what I mean? I like posing. I like tracksuits. This is the full extent of my real knowledge of it. Now, does that stack up? It's not like it's like pay this and see Omega and Osprey again. (laughs) You know, like Omega Osprey too. Shingo Danielson. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I think the uh, Nakajima Shingo match and the Keno Naito match will be definite like five star matches. I'm so very sure of that. Are they? Do but, they still maintain that five star match, knowing that New Japan will probably just win everything because it's their show? Because the last time they did a crossover, it was like Gato and Taka Michinoku were the only people to get pinned, and everybody in Noah just got fucking steamrolled. Yeah, that's a thing, isn't it? It is a thing. And uh, um, I mean, the the winner doesn't always make a wrestling match, you know what I mean? And Keno might be real even more entertaining as a loser. An upset would be unbelievable. But Oh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just don't know. When is it? I think oh, fuck, man, it's, it's tomorrow. It's so tough. Yeah, it's so tough, dude. Like I I don't think I'm going to even I think I just got to wait it out. And where, hang on, what time is it? See, uh, so it's tomorrow and it starts at four o'clock my time. So I'm at work, so I can't even watch it live. I think I just got to wait for it. I think I just got to wait the two weeks. If I could watch it live I and I was home it. and had a couple of strong zeros and started getting pumped, maybe I'd be about it. But I think I just got to leave it. Eh? And then we'll review it here's, down the track in the a thing. couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I think, well, by the time we review it, if we wait two weeks, by the time we review it, it's going to be old news. No one's going to give a shit. We've never actually reviewed any of these. That's true. <laughs> that we say, oh, we'll review that on the next one. We never actually do because yeah. who gives a shit by the time we see it? Well, that's true. The The thing about it is if there weren't all these American shows, like you said, with fucking shitty, uh, shitty cameras and, you know, no production value then it might be worth it. But like they've tried to squeeze every cent out of us, like for like half-assed cards. Like I, I like the, uh, the American shows and stuff like that. But like, I think the way they were doing it, where they would, they would play it live with uh, Japanese comms and then you could pay to have American comms. That was the way to do it. Yeah. I'll watch, I'll watch the Japanese comms for free. I don't give a shit. I don't. I don't actually need to hear Matt Raywald. Like I, I like Matt yeah. Raywald as a as a commentator just fine. But I don't need to hear him talk over Tanahashi versus Lance Archer. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I'll I'll watch it for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at those when you look at those matches, 
like even if even if there there was not a free feed of it fuck paying for most of that because yeah. like look at this i mean the, it starts know, with two of... young lions matches essentially two young lions tags essentially is what it is with the exception of ishii then it's like an eight man tag and it's like tanahashi and yano and some dads versus like bullet club marifuji being with kenta and el fantasmo and gato's fun but we know where that's going el desperado versus yohei will be good then you've got Wato Taguchi and Tiger Mask versus some dudes. Like, who cares? And then even though you've got Okada and Kiyomiya in the same match, you've got him in there with Makabe and fuck it, like another two dads. So it's going to be yep. what it is. It's not like it's going to be absolutely fire. There'll be moments of fire between those two, but it's not really going to be anything. Neither of them's get, there's no stakes. A dad is going to lose. Markabe's going to pin the other dude or whatever. You know what I mean? Markabe ain't lying down for yep. no man. Uh, and then you've got the five um, matches there. A, I also don't know why fucking you've left out my boy Titan in this entire situation. They've been dogging him as far as Word, the new right? LIJ member. Fucking putting Bushi in. Um, but like, Bushi, I mean, I don't know who Tatsuke is, but I mean, Bushi's never been known to do a five-star classic. Hiromu will be good, but I'm not exactly super hot on him at the moment. He's a little bit flat for me. Um, Sonata, well, the dude Hiromu's facing is just a jobber, so... Oh, really? Nobody okay. gives a... He's, he's their pin eater. Oh, he's right. their well, Bushi. Well, he's going to get steamed. Um, Sonata versus this red-haired guy. I do like the look of the red-haired guy, but uh, hopefully Sonata loses. That would be cool. Uh, and then, yeah, like you say, it's the last two, right? And so, and I think from what I can tell, like both Nakajima and even Keno are almost like sort of final bosses, pin eaters to the stars of Noah and not really... Nakajima is for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And so, and I think Keno just like lost his world title match or whatever. So, like... I, th- I think I definitely want to watch it, but I just, I don't know if the value's there for me. If I was in Japan and I could go to this, I would 100% go to it because of the spectacle and going and having fun would be all the thing. And if I was off tomorrow, had a few strong zeros, hanging out with the wife, put it on for a bit of fun, absolutely. But the fact I can't watch it live um, and laying all that out, I'm just not sure the value's there for me. Unfortunately. I think you're right, man. Like they just, they don't need to be rewarded for bad behavior. You, <laughs> you don't want to give the, you don't want to give the dog a treat for shitting on the carpet. Exactly. You know? Absolutely. And, and yeah, I think there's some more goodwill uh, needs to be built up, but yeah, either way, I'm still really excited for everything New Japan's going to do. I'm still definitely going to watch that. They'll definitely get a view out of me, but they're just not going to get anything beyond my, my already subscription that I've already got. Well, here's here's the thing. You can see it in two weeks, and you definitely won't be swallowed for it on Twitter because nobody's going to be able to post gifts. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Well, that's good. Exactly. We're just going to media blackout. It's fine. Uh, and yeah, and maybe we'll talk yeah, when we watch it. If we're pumped, we'll talk about it. So yeah, and if anybody cares, they can listen or not. Whatever. Well, no, we definitely want them to listen. Well, I mean, it'd be nice, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else are we even doing today? What are we doing? What's going on? What's up? Um, well, let's talk about let's talk about some. Speaking of those American shows, Battle in the Valley got some extra matches added today. Did it? So, in addition to the 
Mercedes Monet and Kyrie match, which has already sold the entire building. We're getting two more. We're getting uh, Homicide versus Tom Lawler mm-hmm. in a filthy rules fight. Okay. Everybody has to wear that sounds fucking shorts. Awesome. Yeah. Everyone has to wear jorts. Yeah. Yes. The tiniest jorts. Yeah. Daisy Duke jorts. That's Homicide. That's the look for him, eh? Oh, yeah. I'd imagine he walks in with like some very fresh Converse All Stars and like the knee high socks, yeah. you know, and then and then the tiny jort jorts. Well, yeah. there, there is going to be a and title then, match, uh, but we don't we don't know who it is. So. There is going to be a title match. The other one is Jay White versus Eddie Kingston. That's interesting. Now, is this going to be live on New Japan World, or is this some subscription, bull- like some extra money bullshit as well? I'm almost certain this is going to be some extra. Oh, hold on. Yes, watch live in English on Fight. So I think it's going to be one of the ones where you can watch it in Japanese comms uh, on, on New Japan World. Yeah, okay. Which I would do. That's fine. That's what uh, I'm going to do. The American commentary ain't too great when it not kevin kelly um uh so, well so they've had ian riccoboni on uh comms and he's great but like he's great i'm not gonna pay for him like I, I like ian riccoboni he's a fucking fantastic announcer but like i don't need to hear the announcer's commentary i, I i've watched new japan for many years with japanese commentary <laughs> i don't mind exactly um yeah give me give me kevin give me chris give me gino that's what, that's what I need in my New Japan English comms. Um, but yeah, okay then. Indeed. Well, that's cool. And then also we've got more Tamashi coming up as well. We do have more Tamashi coming up. They've got two dates, one in uh, Sydney and one in... I don't remember. One in somewhere. Doesn't matter. Sydney and Melbourne. One in somewhere. Sydney and Melbourne, there it is. I just had to scroll down a little bit further to get to it. Uh, so let's look at some of the matches coming up uh, for the road to new beginning. Uh, let's see here. My phone's being very slow today. Uh, the big matches are going to be the first night is Shota Toriano Kazokata versus Naito Shingo and Sonata. There's also a, a semi main, which is TJP and Will Ospreay versus Taiji and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. That sounds good. Yeah. It's, um, I'm, I'm, I've it's just, a watch. I've just realized I don't care about the schedule anymore. <laughs> I am bored of this schedule. I think there's going to be some good stuff coming up. Can I, I'm going to send you something real quick. And I don't, I think this is probably bullshit, but my wife sent it to me. Did you hear that just four guys have got an official logo? Oh, no. Oh, I can't wait. Now, I, I don't I don't know if this is actually just like bullshit off Reddit or something like that, but it made me laugh anyway. I'm just uh, going to send it through to you. Okay. It's surely bullshit. It's surely not the real thing. Like, And I don't think that's going to be their real name, but, <laughs> but somebody <laughs> made it. Oh, my God. That looks like a shirt that someone would be wearing in like eighth grade when they think they're a tough guy. You know, like, Describe it for the people. So we're looking at some like San Andreas type font. Yeah, it's like old English font. 
uh, and it's it's all in like an embossed gold, and the four is in and like an embossed silver to look like a, a cross kind of, and it just looks so like this. This is okay. So the the graphic designer definitely like left this till the last minute and just threw something on the. <laughs> he was like, "Oh shit, I forgot about that commission," and just fucking there you go. You, you got a, a boring ass name. You're getting to get a boring ass fucking logo. This better not be real. I will NJPW tell you read one, it. I, I will tell you this. I don't know if that's real, but I'll tell you something. Look at this. This is real. On the New Japan store, there is a Just Four Guys tab. Get out of my fucking life. No. I love it. But, but I love it, but with so much disappointment in your voice. Oh, no, I was looking at this Tai Chi hoodie. Oh, okay, yeah, actually, well, that, well, that's cool. But it's sold out. Fuck it. Damn it. I don't. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Tai Chi Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Tam Nakano, Natsupoi, Desperado. Oh, okay. This was from. Uh, this was from Historic X Over. Okay. I was like, are they part of the faction too? Because I was like, Tam Nakano and Natsupoi and Starlight Kid and Momo. But no, that's that's from Historic X over. I yeah, was wrong. Yeah, still got it. Um, okay. No, I don't I don't like that logo. I don't like that name. I don't like I, that I they have better... a tab for them. That's concerning to me. Yeah. But that, I mean they could change. Oh them. my god. All these Road Two shows have really bad main events. Oh no, do not like. Oh, this is bad. This is bad news. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Uh so at New Beginning, uh we get Shingo versus Great Okan in a KOPW twenty twenty three match. Now that's gonna be the day after Wrestle Kingdom seventeen Yokohama Arena. So Shingo's going to go back to back with the Great Okan and, and Nakajima. How do you feel about that? That that's interesting. He and is that this before or after the Okada? It's before, right? Uh, before, yeah. I could see him running the table on those dudes to lead up you think to so? his eventual loss to Okada. So new beginning in Sapporo, I think, is where. Oh, that's where we get uh, Will Osprey versus Taichi. We also get uh, Catch Two Two versus Doki and Kanemaru, and Shooter versus Tetsuya Naito. So those are some good matches coming up for uh, night one of New Beginning in Sapporo. New uh, night two is where we get Hiromu versus Yo for the IWGP Junior Champion uh, Championship. And Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tomohiro Ishii for the TV title. We also get uh, TMDK versus Yoshihashi and Goto for the uh, tag team belts. Okay, that's good. Those look fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then New Beginning in Osaka on February 11th is a cheering event where we get Okada versus Shingo. And we get Tamatanga versus El Fantasmo for the Never. We also get the Hikileo and Jay White loser leaves Japan match. And it looks like we're getting Ren Narita, El Desperado, Minoru Suzuki versus House of Torture non-title. 
non-title. Non-title. Just, I mean, that's just to milk it out. I mean, personally, I think just set it up and just do it for the titles immediately. But I guess they yeah, beat right. him and then there's a rematch for the titles. They love to Maybe. stretch that shit out. I I think that those titles are matches are matches that can headline like Kirk and Hall shows. So like, Absolutely. why would they blow it on a on an event that people are already going to be watching yeah. when they can? They can just do the setup yeah. and whatever, and you know, House of Torture pull some bullshit, and then it's for the yeah, you know, it's for oh, the titles. Look at this Kirk. match, you're going to love this one. Special singles match: Master Wado versus Taiji Ishimori. How how uh, how hard are you for that match? Oh, I'm actually pretty into that. I reckon that'd be sick. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we'll see. Tanahashi it, versus Kenta again. That's going to be interesting, though, because I wonder. I want to see how Wato looks in. Well, both of them look in a single without those other two. You know what I mean? Like, there's no. You don't get any Despi Hiromu pixie dust on that match when it's just the two of them. So we will have a look, and then yeah, I I have no problem with Kenta and Tanahashi getting back into it again. I yeah, think that's cool. So there's some real good shit coming up there. What is the lineup for Nemesis, which is the one that just happened on January 7th? Oh, okay. I, I see. This is this has already happened. Never mind. It just hasn't made it to uh hasn't made it onto the New Japan world yet. Yeah, right. Which is a problem. How was this on January seventh? It is now what, the twentieth? It is the twentieth. <laughs> why is it not on new why is it not on world yet? I do not know. That's fucking goddamn it. I know. three matches. I guess they don't care because, uh, I mean, last talking point, I guess, as far as like schedule stuff and things go, is that aren't they talking about cancelling strong? That's the rumor. Yeah. Obari, Um, like, tweeted something. He said that, you know, it did well over the time, but it was a model essentially for like a pandemic situation and now it's time to focus on quality over quantity which is a bit of a fucking read okay, but what does that mean <laughs> it's a bit of a fucking what read does that mean for some... fucking it's a that's a read for yeah, sure yeah. <laughs> but what does that mean for uh for tamashi which is the strong style which well, is the strong style program well i mean st- strong like i guess is probably now that Ring of Honor exists and stuff like that, you'd have to think maybe they're treading in the same waters. So maybe they're like, yeah, it is. ditch, let's shore up this AEW Ring of Honor connection. Always had a very strong connection between Ring of Honor and New Japan. So maybe they go back to doing, you know, those New Japan Ring of Honor crossover shows, things like that. Maybe find a way to sort of merge the honor club the honor club model fucking sucks i don't know what they're going to do but uh but maybe honor club or ring of honor is a place you can go to see the new japan talent that are in america and then vice versa they cross over into japan and then tamashi's just so far away from everything i think it's going to be its complete own thing because you can't just whip people okay. in and out of australia that easily you know yeah, that's true. It's quite a bit of traveling. It's even more traveling than to Japan, actually, I think. Yeah, it is. Way so, more. That's a thing. Um, I, I think, yeah, they're, a, a Ring of Honor, I mean, they've always had a Ring of Honor uh, partnership, you know, for many, many years now. 
And uh, so that would be good. It would, like you said, shore up the AEW uh, partnership as well, which has been going gangbusters lately. And also it would help with the production value of the American shows. Uh, you know, it's we're not going to waste time watching, you know, uh, so like Jay White fight somebody who nobody, nobody really knows, doesn't have a lot of name value. So, you know, they're trying to sell tickets on Jay White's back and instead of uh, giving him a, a, a bigger name to, to face. Absolutely. I don't like, want to shit have, talk the crowds. Like, you know, Jay White has a history with Ring of Honor as well. You know what I mean? So you he can does. you can play around with that and play around with, you know, I didn't think I cared about this, but like, you know, Claudio Castagnoli versus Jay White, you know, so in, it seems an insane matchup to even talk about. I don't even know if it would be good, but it's one that you never thought you'd see. You know, the, there's crossovers there that you could do. Uh, that would be interesting. And then you can also, they obviously love Brody King and he's been in AEW. You can start to do some stuff with him and the House of Black with New Japan and Ring of Honor. You know, there's there's combinations there that could be really interesting. As long as they give me Shingo versus Joe. That would be fucking awesome. That would be absolutely... Yeah, would. Impact, the Impact crossover's been pretty quiet lately, hasn't it? Well, I don't know. We just had. Um, oh wait, you use an impact, isn't Ace it? Austin? Yeah, I could, yeah, okay, yeah. I just completely forgot that they go there, but yeah, no, you're you're completely right. There's still stuff going on there with impact, then. Yeah, yeah, there's still stuff going on there. I I, I do like that there. There's just like this one big, um, and some of the, some of the partnerships are a little give and take, but like, this big conglomerate, you know, with AEW, Impact, uh, Ring of Honor. And, and New Japan, that's that's pretty fucking fantastic. That's yeah. cool that everybody seems to right now be uh, sharing their toys, yeah. you know? Get Trey Miguel in the best of the junior, Super Juniors this year. That would be sick. Oh, that would be great. I'm excited to see what could happen with best of the Super Juniors this year. Yeah, New Japan I'm, Cup, is, Josh Alexander, or what are we doing? Like, <laughs> that would be sick. Yes, yeah. right? Jordan, oh. Jordan Grace, uh, I... IWGP women's title match versus Monet or Kyrie would be crazy. Yes. I'm I'm in on all of this that you're saying. Oh, I mean I mean, like I'm starting to salivate at some of the matches that you could do between Impact and, and AEW or even Impact and Ring of Honor. Yeah. Like a uh, fucking Jordan Grace versus Athena, that'd be great. Yeah. For the uh, Ring of Honor women's title. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. That would be cool. Is Athena the I'm, Ring of Honor women's champion? Yeah. I'm not up on the Ring of Honor she stuff. She beat Mercedes Martinez for it. Oh, okay. There you What's go. that? I'm not really up on the Ring of Honor stuff. I've got the pay-per-view there to watch. Travis bought it like on our sort of communal account, but I, I haven't watched the last one. Yeah, I think uh, they have... Well, the next one's coming up. Glory, uh, Glory by Honor, I think, is coming up soon. Unfortunately, that was... Jay Briscoe had a match on that. He's on the promotional materials. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. I'd terrible loss. To, I still need to watch that um, uh, dog collar match with the Briscoes. Oh, it was great, dude. Yeah, everybody tells me it's great. I just haven't had a chance to sit down. Might watch it today, today actually. Um, we, we covered this on our little Patreon show that we did earlier, but, yeah, we just wanted to take a, a second to say RIP Jay Briscoe as well. Um, that was absolutely, absolutely. horrible. Devastating loss. Um, exactly. Um, it led to, we were covering it in the 
in that episode, but we were talking about our own sort of, you know, uh, tales of terrible car accidents that have happened to people that we know and love. So, yeah, just a cheery one over on the Patreon. (laughs) 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 But we did tell the the story of Triumph for my friend Lindsay, who was recently in a horror smash and is now okay. So, yeah, that was pretty good. And we talk about other stuff as well. But, uh, yeah, an absolute tragedy. I've heard that after Dynamite, they filmed a tribute show to Jay Briscoe where they changed it all to, like, Ring of Honor aprons and and turnbuckle pads and everything like that and did kind of like a Ring of Honor Briscoe show. So be interested to see where that pops That's up, awesome. whether it's Rampage or what. Yeah, do. evidently Warner Brothers Discovery said that they could not do a Jay Briscoe tribute show on, on Dynamite. Oh, really? So, yeah, fuck Warner Brothers yeah. for that. Fuck you. Yeah. See, we, we talked about that briefly and stuff, but like you said, they were people who had said uncool things in the past, but then actively worked to change that and educate themselves and to do things. And I think it's very easy for people today to paint people with a brush and just make decisions like they've never done anything stupid or said anything stupid themselves in their entire lives. I know for, mm-hmm. I fucking have. You know what I mean? You're a product of like your environment and what you hear and what you grow up around and where you are and all these things and they affect your outlook in life. But everybody can grow and like learn and be educated and change their opinion. You're allowed to fucking change your opinion and you're allowed to understand things and meet people that change all of that. That's okay. And we can all say dumb shit, but you can also apologize for that and you can also mean that. And some people just like to like hold people like down for mistakes of the past for their entire lives. You know, like you can't talk about Briscoe without somebody saying that shit. And it's like, yo, how many fucking times can that dude apologize for it? Was the things that they said cool? No, absolutely fucking not. But they made a mistake, you know, and they, they actively worked to change that. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's the, that's the second half of, what people always refer to as counter or cancel culture. You know, yeah. the second half of it is the people who were quote unquote canceled, the, the took the consequences of their actions, uh-huh. learning from this cancellation and becoming better people. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm going to stop saying cancellation. We're going to, I'm just going to say consequences of being a douchebag. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you take the consequences of being a douchebag you grow and become less of a douchebag. And if we, as, as the greater community do not accept that apology, then we're in the wrong at that point. If those people work and become better human beings, you know, that's, that's where we need to allow them um, to, to come back to the fold. You know Um, I think there's a, the Bible story about the prodigal son, you know, like I'm not a Bible guy, but like, you know, it's, it's, it applies here. Like the, the prodigal son is the one who, um, the one who left his father's farm and said that he didn't want to, he would, he wanted to just make off with his, with his money. And years later came back and said, like, I'm, you know, I've, I've run out of money. I have nothing. And his father took him straight back and, you know, gave him his half of the inheritance and stuff like that, even though he had, he had been gone for so long while, while the father had a dutiful son. So, you know, Jay Briscoe at this point is the prodigal son. He was, he was in the weeds for a long time. He had a lot of bad views. He actively, you know, he came back 
and he actively said, I'm sorry, I was in the wrong. And it's up to us as, as a community to welcome him back, no matter what, once they admitted that they did wrong. And, and now we can say like, and they demonstrate had real remorse and things like that, you know, and and real, real change, you know? Uh, And, and that's a, that's a perfect example of a situation like that where people being called out worked, you know, like it, it opened their eyes to go, what am I doing wrong here? What have I been listening to? What mistruths have I, you know, thought about, or even what dumb shit am I saying? Because, I think it's funny or I don't care about it that's maybe offending somebody else. You know, that that's the thing, right? And don't get me wrong, there are people yeah. in this world that deserve to be fucking cancelled forever and there are things that you cannot come back from. Uh, yes. This, I don't think is one of them. I think ever, anybody can no. learn and can change their point of view when it comes to, you know, sexuality, race, creeds, religions, you know, all those things. Because it you're talking about somebody else's point of view that you haven't considered, you know, being a, a yep. piece of shit, fucking wife beater or, or pedophile or something like that, then burn in hell. Like, f- fuck you. But like, like things like that, like we, the goal shouldn't be to destroy and to cast out. It should be to educate and help and grow. Like is the way 100%. I sort of look at it. And if, if you're the kind of person that's only looking to do those things and you revel in pushing somebody down and hold that over them forever, then maybe your point of view needs to be assessed so you can grow. Because in, the, uh, in that moment, you're only thinking about your point of view and not theirs. And that's that's like the main thing. And that's coming from like a 40-year-old white guy who don't know much in this world. But I, I, feel, I feel like that's kind of the point of everything, right? It's about, you know. Well, I think like... I'm, yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I don't have skin in the game as far as being uh, LGBTQ goes. I'm, I'm, I consider myself an ally. Absolutely. But, like, if fucking Effie can come out and say that, you know, he felt safe with, with Jay Briscoe after Jay Briscoe, you know, changed and, and became a better person. Fucking Effie. Yeah, th- I'd say that's, th- he's changed, you know, like, Sunny Kiss, Sunny Kiss came out and said, like, I, I felt safe with Jay Briscoe. Yeah. Like those are two of like, I mean, two people who are out and proud and do speak for uh, yeah. the LGBTQ community and they, they felt good working with Jay Briscoe. Yeah. And so, now and if they were turning around Halloween like, change. no, I never really saw it. And I, I felt like, you know, uncomfortable with him and stuff then, then, you know, it's still got credence, but these people were with him a lot more than other people on the other side of the internet, you know? And, and the fact right. that now after his tragic death where he, you know, died in a car in front of his daughters and they're still in critical condition, that the conversation is still around remarks that were made in the past is kind of ridiculous. Like, uh, like we, yep. we've just, you know, talked about it for a few minutes here where really we should be talking about, like, the amazing person he was. Um, and, and we'll just, uh, I think we'll probably just share a quick memory. Like, I, I talked about it briefly on the Patreon, but my first ever Ring of Honor title feud I ever saw was... Jay Briscoe versus Jay Lethal, title versus title. And I absolutely fucking loved it. I've talked about it, about it before on that and the amazing tag stuff that he did. And, and yeah, I was constantly waiting for like another big, you know, Jay Briscoe title run, uh, singles title run, world title run. I was hoping in Ring of Honor we would get back to that, 
you know, I was like, now that they're getting all this out of the way, they're going to reopen on a club and start to do Ring of Honor again. I was really hoping we would get to to another Jay Briscoe title run. And unfortunately, that will never to be. And, and that's a real shame, man, because he was very talented and, and had all the tools, in my opinion. The, the dude was a fantastic uh, promo, too. Have you ever yeah. listened to any of his promos? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of fire and everything he did, just barking at you. And, and they had like, because cause it's who they were and it's why they were the way they were and everything, that that authenticity, that hardness, that, you know, straightness kind of rednecky sort of thing, that's because that's who they were and, and it was real, you know. When I first saw them the first time, I'm like, these dudes are missing teeth, they're rough as fuck, they're talking about chicken farming, like, that's a, you know, it was wild. Can I can I send you one of my favorite J promos? Please, yeah, yeah. I've got I've got it queued up here. I'll I'll send it to you. I'm sending this through on Twitter for you. Okay. On Twitter. Uh, oh no, sorry. I can send it through the Facebook Messenger. If you send it through the Facebook, fine. I can maybe play it right now. There we go. Yeah, I sent it through the Facebook Messenger. Okay, let's have a look. It's from it. a Twitter. Okay, let's see if it works. Okay, have a quick look. I'm loading. Load, please. Okay. This says one of the greatest, realest, funniest promos. Oh, hold up. I didn't say, I didn't say play. Uh, says one of the, this is by at Andy H. Murray, one of the greatest, realest, funniest promos I've ever seen. Simultaneously piss funny and downright terrifying and full of quotables. Terry Funk ain't wearing no damn mouthpiece. R.I.P. Jay Briscoe. All right, let's have a listen, team. We're putting our tag straps on the line against Kyle O'Reilly and Davey Richards. Team Jiu-Jitsu. Team MMA. It's crazy when you think about it, man. MMA done took over the world. MMA's the biggest shit going right now. Taking that time from my boxing, man. Nothing's going Hell yeah. Are you playing? MMA it? done took over. I am playing. I got all the respect it. in the world for the people to do MMA. But the shit that pisses me off... When you got Johnny Badass walking to the bar with his little tap-out shirt on, he went to the gym for two weeks so his little muscles popped out a little bit, and he think he's God's gift to women. He walking around like his shit don't stink. I guarantee you one of y'all little tap-out boys bring that shit down here to Sandy for you'll be lucky to get out of this bitch alive. Now, David and Kyle, I ain't saying that y'all that type of people, but you got David Richards walking around with his little title belt and a mouthpiece in it's pro wrestling, son. Hey, brother, hey, Terry Funk ain't wearing no mouthpiece. Hell no, Terry Funk ain't wearing no damn mouthpiece. Bruiser Brody ain't wearing no mouthpiece. Doing your little jujitsu, getting focused and shit. Talking about I'm focused. I'm kicking this bag. I'm focused for my match. Shit. That's where we different, boys. We a different type of people. We ain't got time to be focused. Focused. Shit, we live on a farm. We got to get shit done. We ain't got time walking around being focused. Do I look like, does it look like stable thoughts go through my mind? Do I look like a rational thinker to you? This guy, I guarantee you, he ain't no rational thinker. Do I look like I'm shit. a rational thinker? We walk thinker. in there on Dr. Phil, he shit is. Oh, he just. Damn, son. <laughs> my bad, I thought you was finished. <laughs> he just shoots off the guy and goes, damn, son. He goes, I'm sorry, I thought you was finished. <laughs> that is hilarious. Dude, the Briscoes are fucking magic, man. Dude, that's so funny when he, he goes, talk about your focus. Do I look like I'm focused? Do I look like I'm having rational thoughts? 
Does he look like he's out the rest of them? Yeah, see, that's what I mean. And they're like legit on their farm, just talking shit. They're like, you, your little jujitsu and your tap out logo and stuff. He, he's like, come down here. You'll never make it out of South Bank alive. <laughs> so they always just had this like authenticity to them, you know? I, and yeah, I think I heard it was Mark's birthday as well. Um, it's Mark's birthday today, yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's so sad he's going to be without his brother and... I don't know if this will mean that he's done or he'll keep wrestling on his own, but an absolute tragedy. The the wrestling world really lost out today. So, I mean, when when was it yesterday? Whenever two days ago? I don't That's know. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Either way, it's, it's, um, it's time zones. Abs- yeah, I don't I don't know uh, what's happening, but but yeah, I'm really sad about it. Um, and I had multiple people sort of message me about it and things like that. My friend was like, "I can't believe this happened." He's like, "I'm fucked up over this." My wife, who's no, you know, not a Ring of Honor fan by any means. She always liked the Briscoe. She was like, "This has made me way sadder than it should." <laughs> like, you know, you yeah. never know which celebrity deaths are gonna fucking hit you hardest. You know, yeah, yeah. like, like I, dude, I left, I left work, I, I, I left work the day Prince died. I was just like, I gotta go. Really? Like, <laughs> yeah. The music died, you. Dude, okay. yeah, the music died inside my soul at that. Doves point. cried, like, and Curtis. Both cried together. Yeah. Both cried together, me <laughs> and the doves. And Curtis cried. Da, 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 da. I also sent you a funny gif of Shinsuke Nakamura and Ring of Honor, but we can wait for that one. Okay, we don't need Just, to do that. We can have that one. All right. Yeah, so, we don't need to describe a gift anymore. So riddle, riddle me this. We're going to bring it back up. What else did you have planned for today? Have you done your homework? Are we doing the homework today? Some. I've done almost all of it. I need. I need your help with one last bit. Well, why don't do you want to run it down? And we'll just we'll write the last Let's bit on go. the fly. Let's do it. So Let's fucking go. You guys uh, checked out our uh, end of year end game episode, where in an, another alternate universe, I speculated that the mighty Thanos was a New Japan wrestling fan. He was disgusted with the lineup of Wrestle Kingdom Seventeen, which now that I've seen it, is kind of ridiculous to even say because it was such an amazing show. But in that world, he snapped his fingers and everybody on the main Wrestle Kingdom 17 card disappeared. And then we rebooked the card. I rebooked the card, fantasy booked it with everybody that wasn't on that main show. So today, Curtis has a fantasy booked New Year's Dash for that same card. So none of the Wrestle Kingdom 17 players are on the table. Uh, if you haven't heard that episode, please go back. You'll have a laugh with it. I had friends who weren't even uh, New Japan fans were like, I could get into this. And so uh, we had so much fun just bullshitting and talking about it. Curtis has written his own kind of version, and we're going to pick up those threads where they left off. There's a little bit he wants to workshop, but we're going to workshop that on the fly, and that's going to be our end of episode treat for today. So run it back for me, dude. Let's, uh, let's, let's workshop this. Well, the I, I've gotten three matches that I really want. I figured New Year's Dash uh, with a smaller, uh, smaller roster is probably only going to be like five matches. So I figured three that would have definite strings left over from uh, from Wrestle Kingdom and that I would like to pull on. And it's also worth noting that New Year's Dash this year was a blind show. We didn't know how many matches there were or anything when it was happening. So this would sort of be happening the same way. Yes. Uh, so the first match, the opening match, mm-hmm. LA Dojo versus the Dads. So we've got 
Tenzan, Kojima, and Nagata Mm -hmm. versus Clark, Alex, and Gabe. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Clark and Alex, uh, they look like they're having fun. They're coming out. They're, you know, doing their, you know, their normal thing. Like Alex is the the man. Get a couple of these. And then uh, Gabe, Gabe comes out. He's not clowning. He is extra serious, and he's looking for a fight. Yeah, he was pissed off so because works- last one they lost to House of Torture, right, in a six-man title. So he's pissed off. He's looking to finally rise above his station after everything he's been, and he left visibly angry, if I remember correctly. That's right. So he works most of the match. He's laying them in snug, and he is demanding that these dads do do the same to him. Finally, Tenzon gets Gabe in the Anaconda Vice, and Gabe, through his technical prowess, reverses it, into an ankle lock, which makes Tenzon tap immediately. Tenzon has weak ankles. Yeah, he's got that one that's on an ankle. Does he just finish it off? Does it, it's already at a 45 degree. Does he just turn it to a full <laughs> full so 55? Tenzon's tapping out. <laughs> yeah. Tenzon's tapping out immediately. Gabe's not letting go. The ref's trying to get him to release it. That's the other LA Dojo guys try to get him to release it. Finally, Boom, exploder suplex. Yuji Nagata grabs him and tosses him three quarters of the way across the ring from out of nowhere. Damn. Gabe gets right the fuck back up and immediately starts going in, the, in Nagata's face. Mm-hmm. Gabe, or uh, sorry, Alex and Clark are holding him back. The young lions are keeping him separated. And as Gabe is forced back down the path to the locker room, he's screaming at Nagata that, that you fucked up. He says, he looks directly at Nagata and he says, I'm starting with you. And then the, uh, the other LA dojo boys force him to leave. Oh, I like this. What does he mean? What does he mean? We don't know. We'll go to the next match. Exactly. Oh, I'm already, I've already got threads fucking zooming out of my head where that can go. I like it a lot because there's uh, all I'll say is there's people connected to Nagata. Big people. There are. Yes. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the next thread that I wanted to tug on mm-hmm. was the Bullet Club. ELP declaring EO. that he is now in charge. In the That's line. right. So we start he out won the Battle Royal. So what happened? He won the Battle Royal. He destroyed the KOP title belt. And he declared that he's getting Bullet Club in order and everybody needs to fall in line and we're going to deal with it tonight, was what he said at Wrestle Kingdom. That's right. Okay. ELP, Chris Bay, and Ace Austin. Versus Hikileo, Jado, and Taguchi. Okay. During the match, ELP is taunting Hikileo, trying to get him to two-sweet him and rejoin Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. Hikileo's chasing ELP out of the ring, and while he's distracted, Bay and Austin hit a tag team finisher on Taguchi and, and win. Mm-hmm. ELP starts laughing in Hikileo's face, saying, You missed your chance! You missed your chance! Hikileo's angry, and he helps Taguchi out of the ring and down the aisle. Mm-hmm. ELP grabs a mic, and he says it's time to handle business. He tells every remaining member of the Bullet Club to come out to the ring, all, even House of Torture. Mm-hmm. Kenta, Chase, Fale, Gato, and the Hot Boys all hit the ring. The Hot Boys are looking annoyed as fuck because they're being called out. Yeah. ELP begins by saying that Bullet Club has been pol- falling apart for years. Jay held it together by making deals and giving up total power. Well, it's time to go old school. No more elites, no more firing squads, no more super clicks, rogue armies, gorillas, and no more houses. Evil looks very, very pissed at that. 
He says that from now on, Bullet Club is just Bullet Club. That's the name that sells the t-shirts. That's the group that used to hold all the belts. That's the name every wrestling fan knows, even if they've never watched New Japan. So he's going to demand a two-suite from everyone in the ring. And like the good old days, they show that they understand by two-sweeting him and joining the fold, okay? Mm-hmm. Kenta enthusiastically two-sweets ELP and joins him. Ghetto looks a little bit apprehensive, but he does it. Chase looks at Fale, who is extremely pissed, and he says, I'm sorry, man, I, I need this. I need to do this. And he two-sweets ELP too. But as he goes to join the group behind ELP, Fale grabs him and pulls him back. Fale gets in ELP's face. And ELP's smiling. He holds up his fingers waiting for Fale to give him the uh, the two sweet and approval. He says, come on, underboss. Come on. Wait, Fale decks ELP. <gasps> Fale decks him right there. ELP falls, but he holds back the rest of the group. He says, it's okay. I knew something like this might happen. I didn't spend all that time watching Jay run things not to learn to how to, how to plan. Mm-hmm. Two masked men hit the ring. They brutalize Fale and Chase with chairs and a lead pipe. Oh, The House of Torture bails out of the ring to the floor, but they haven't left yet. These two men take turns making Chase watch as they continue the assault. They toss Chase's limp body back to the pack, who hold him up, screaming into his face that this is what happens when you don't do what's best for the Bullet Club. These men take turns wrecking Fale's legs and knees, one specifically targeting him harder than the other. ELP says that the tag team belts do belong around the waist, of two men from the Australian scene, but not TMDK and definitely not the United Empire. He unmasks the two men to reveal Jack Bonza and relentless Mike Richards. Ha ha. ELP says the gold, the money, and the prominence are coming back to Bullet Club, and they're starting with the heavyweight tag team title belts. For life. <laughs> yes. Evil ushers. Evil ushers House of Torture away out of the arena without joining the new Bullet Club on the ramp. But he smirks at ELP, looking almost impressed. Oh. Okay. Then the third match I have, it's a big one. Mm-hmm. We, before we, go, we go to the next one, let's just unpack this a little bit real quick because I, I'm enjoying this a yeah. lot. So, uh, Fale and Owens are disavowed from... Bullet Club. No, no, no. Chase too sweeted. Chase too sweeted. Ah. But he's the, he's the whipping boy now. He's he's learned a lesson. They basically blooded him in kind of thing. But Farley is out. Farley's out. Farley is out. House of Torture are maybe separate, maybe not. That's to be confirmed. And Richards and Bonza are now in Japan as a new tag Richards team. Richards and Bonza in Japan as the new like enforcer tag team. I like for it. the bullet club. And I take it the one that was being a bit more vicious on Farley was Richards because he's been his whipping boy Richard. for a long time as his number one lieutenant. And how long could one man be in a dojo? You know what I mean? The the anger built up over yeah. time. You're not holding me back anymore, boss. Yeah, exactly. Why did you stop me from coming to Japan? Why did you call me back after the no gay dojo? Why why all these things? Yeah, I love it. Love it. Yes. All right. Okay. Next. The main event I have is currently Brian Danielson 
and Tiger Mask Five. Yu Yu Emra. Is this versus, what, what match is this? Match three? Oh. This is this is my main this is my main event match. Oh, okay. This is the third string that I wanted to pull on. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Danielson, Danielson and Tiger Mask Five mm-hmm. versus Robbie and Black Tiger Yoda uh, Yoda Suji mm-hmm. versus Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols versus Shingo Takagi and X in an elimination tag team match. Oh, okay. So, I like this. Outcome uh, Danielson and Tiger Mask first. Uh-huh. Very big. Like fans are loving the new Tiger Mask. Yeah. Yu Yu Emra. Absolutely. Uh, Robbie and Black Tiger Yoda Suji. Fans politely applaud, but they they don't they don't like this new Robbie. They're, They're angry at this new Robbie. Yeah, exactly. He's very He's been mean. out of line. Yeah, he is mate. Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols come out. They they are beat to fuck after a classic match they had with uh, United Empire the night before. Mm-hmm. Shingo comes out on the ramp, mm-hmm. and he's joined by the newest member of Los Ingobernables de Japón, the Rebel David Finley. Oh, okay, that's interesting. First American There's member. A, that's right. Okay. That's right. Okay. See, it's. Shingo thinks that the being uh, you know, Japanese isn't obviously part of Los and Gobernables. You don't have to be Japanese to be Los and Gobernables. Look at Teton, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. What matters Bushi is... Bushi brought in his own friend. Bushi got a yeah, mate. What, what matters is... Huh. Yeah, what matters is the, the attitude, the punk rock attitude. Mm-hmm. And David Finley drips with that sort of attitude, that rebellious streak. Mm-hmm. So I think what would happen here is that Tiger Mask and uh, Tiger Mask and Black Tiger would kind of go at each other on the floor a lot, that sort of thing. And while Danielson is trying to uh, break up the two, he's trying to get his his partner's head back in the game. Robbie is double teamed by Mikey Nichols and Shane Haste. And unfortunately, Robbie is the first one eliminated. So, yeah, I know. So Robbie and the Black Tiger are out. Black Tiger and Tiger Mask 5 actually uh, end up brawling their way to the back, unfortunately. Well, between each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Robbie's eliminated, uh, and Tiger Mask 5 and Black uh, Black Tiger are... uh, brawl their way to the back so danielson is on oh, his own okay yeah okay here. i understand sorry i thought you were meaning that robbie was uh brawling with black tiger i got confused for a second i was like no, but no, they're no. friends no. <laughs> okay so danielson's on his uh, own danielson's on his own he's he he's in the match he's taking on you know shane haste and mikey nichols very valiantly danielson is a badass shane haste and mikey nichols are hurt from their match the night before but Danielson also was up against Shingo yeah. the night before, so he's he's feeling it too. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, Shane Haste is uh, does end up tapping out to Danielson with the cattle mutilation. It's a fucking mean move. It's it a is. mean move. So you've got Danielson versus Shingo and David Finley. It's like a, almost at this point a uh, a, a two on one, you know. But that's when Tiger Mask makes his way valiantly back out oh, through the crowd in, uh, up to the ring. Yeah. And we get the final, the final fall of the match. Danielson and Shingo going at each other. 
Tiger Mask 5 at this point does get the win over David Finley uh, in his uh, in his uh, debut as a member of LIJ. But at the end of the night, Shingo grabs the mic, congratulates Danielson on a fantastic tour of Japan for uh, for the uh, Wrestle Kingdom, and um, he says that he appreciates what Danielson's done. He knows that Danielson has his own group to worry about. But if he ever wants to, uh, he can come over and train with LIJ anytime he wants to. So David Finley shakes Danielson's hand. Shingo shakes Danielson's hand. And Tiger Mask, uh, you know, he's he's earned everybody's respect as well because he fought back so valiantly. But uh, on this night, Shingo uh, has lost. Tiger Mask has won. And uh, Brian Danielson says goodbye to Japan and heads back to AEW. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. I don't, I don't know what other strings I wanted to pull on. I don't know what other matches I wanted to throw out. But I think we needed a new member of LIJ to come out. Mm-hmm. I think David Finley fits that. Mm-hmm. I think we needed this uh, ELP Bullet Club to really shore up their numbers. Mm-hmm. And I think that. Richards and Jack Bonzo would do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted Gabe's when you were talking about Gabe, like looking like he needs a fight. Yeah. I wanted to really pull on that because I think uh, Gabe fucking rules. Yeah, so absolutely. Those are, those are the three strings I wanted to pull on. I think that's really cool. Now let me ask you uh, at yeah. the end of the, the wrestle kingdom I planned, we had the Holy Emperor Tai Chi ruling supreme over everybody with his new faction and as the new world champion of New Japan. What would be next for him? So I think we never really did a a solid um, rundown of exactly who was in his his faction. Let's go through that. So we got Tai Chi, Mm -hmm. Doki, Hanma. Mm-hmm. Who else? Jun Kasai. Jun Kasai. That's a good one. Yeah. Miho Abe was back. And then I had, I hadn't decided yet. I had the new Tiger Mask sort of rescue them and interfere against the Black Tiger. But I didn't really stipulate if he was part of the faction. I don't know whether a Tiger Mask is part of a faction, you know? I feel like he I don't he rescued so. them because he's a hero and he saw like the villain doing stuff and I think he was sort of there and celebrated with them and stuff. I don't think he's an official member of the be it the Black Saints or whatever we want to call it. But um, but so yeah, it's essentially Tai Chi, Doki, uh, Jun Kasai, and with Hodmer and Miho Abe around. So, if we take some of those. If we take Tai Chi, Doki, Hanma uh, in a managerial uh, role. Managerial, but out, like uh, occasionally man- we'll do a match and eat a pin kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Jun Kasai. So let's do let's do just uh, like a, fo- a four way, ma- or I'm sorry, an eight man tag match for them. So we've got all four of those fellas come out ready for their match. Who's left for them to face? Who's left for them to face? Goodness gracious. K- 
chaos, maybe? U- United Empire. Hmm. So, obviously, he, have... he just defeated Okan. So, it's like you could put... Yep. You could either put the Okan thing to bed or you could sort of have it continue to simmer a little bit because there was a lot of bullshit in that match. So maybe it's them sort of still face-to-face. It's not really all the way decided because he got United Empire very involved and then the other guys get involved, but there's still sort of a who's better rivalry going on there. So maybe it's like a, yeah, six Ocon and Cobb and Aussie Open. Yeah, exactly. That kind of vibe. Okay. Yeah. I dig it. So Ocon and Cobb and Aussie Open, the United Empire or versus maybe, maybe it's, the Black Saints. No, Aussie, oh, Aussie Open were free. They were still on it. Either mm-hmm. o- Ocon and Cobb or Ocon and um, Hanare and Cobb. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah, because uh, Aussie Open had the... Um, who did they beat? Again? Tag team belts. Yeah, tag team belts. So they could they beat even, TMDK. That's it. So they could still have another match, maybe. So yeah, you could do do uh, Cobb Hanare and Okan versus Taichi Jun Kasai and Doki, and then uh, Aussie Open could have could always do a heavyweight uh, match as well. Ooh, who would they who would they wrestle? Do you think Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki? Yeah, that's good. Boom. Yeah, because Suzuki Boom. wasn't on the main card. So that is fun. Yep. He's still around. And then who did we have as our junior champs now? Oh, Stronghearts as well. Stronghearts. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, Stronghearts, I didn't know, like, I didn't exactly know who to who to put them up against. So I didn't even have them on this card. That's right. They didn't make it. They didn't make the cut. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about them later. But, yeah, you'd probably put them in some kind of faction scenario so or you could you could not do united empire and you could do strong hearts versus um tai chi in the team and then you could have another big tai chi win because you could like pin a shima or something like that in a um in a multi mm. but either way that's we could uh, debut another faction like from strong could have filthy could bring Tom. over team filthy maybe yeah that could be cool too see there's lots of options keep workshopping it lots of options Yes. Keep workshopping it. Mm-hmm. So that was a good, that, that's that's what we would have run through for New Year's Dash. Those are the three big points mm-hmm. that we would have sold for New Year's Dash. Mm-hmm. That's fun. I love doing these things. <laughs> they make me laugh. It, it's yeah, weird I've, though how much your, your, mind's, uh, your mind frame changes though because like we were looking at the card and leading up to WrestleMania 17, you know, we were looking at the matches and maybe not that pumped, but it turned out so good that I'm maybe happy with the world that we got and don't need Thanos's <laughs> interaction. I know, right? <sighs> exactly. And I, I have to, if I had written this before New Year's Dash, it would have been so much easier because, like, a lot of the things that I would love to do at New Year's Dash, they actually fucking did like they they started planting the seeds about elp uh taking over bullet club you know so i don't know and so i guess do you think that's where we're heading let's let's have this be the the kind of last point of today uh and that is where and i can't believe i'm fucking 
the match that's kind of got me talking and speculating is a Hikaleo match, but Hikaleo versus Jay White, <laughs> loser leaves Japan. We speculate a little bit on it. Where do you think it's going? I'll tell you the truth, I think Jay's done in the U.S. for or going to the U.S. for a while. Uh-huh. I, I, it's like gun to the earth, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't know if I could tell you. I, I, my gut says Jay's gone for a while. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the way he's like worked his schedule and stuff in Japan, it's not going to be, it's not going to be the end of the world. You know what I mean? It's not going to be too different than than the way it has been. So, could be that, or it could just as easily be like how, like surely they're not planning on keeping Hikaleu on permanent tour in Japan. You know what I mean? Neither of these guys really like so. I mean, either could be gone. But do you think we're do you either think we're leading gone. towards some bullet club bullshit and like a an ELP takeover or something like that and Jay That's is banished? The thing. Like we we all see it coming. And I think that I think that Bullet Club is a little bit smoother than that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when when something big happens with Bullet Club, like it's always happens at the right time, but it never happens when we kind of fucking expect it. Like when we see it coming. And I think that's why they've, they've held, held fire for so long on, um, if pardon the pun on like the civil war thing that they were, they were gearing up for a while. Yeah. And I think that like they've put Jay back to basically where he was two years ago mm-hmm. after that amazing, uh, promo that he did after his lost Dakota Ibushi. They've basically just had him on hold for two hours or two years. Sorry. Two hours. Um, I don't know, man. I think like, I really kind of feel like they, they're just going to pick up where they should have back then with Jay and have him, you know, it's, uh, what does Josh say? Tell me it's January without telling me it's January. Like <laughs> let the let the let the Jay White rumors begin. Yeah. Um Well, look at this. Look at this real quick. I think they're playing into it. So the the event that that is happening on is New Beginning in Osaka, right? Cheering event. Let's just have a look at let's just paint the picture for Bullet Club. So these are the matches they've got. You've got Wato versus Ishimori. Okay, potential Shimori win there. Kenta versus Tanahashi. Kenta potentially getting his win back. You've got House mm-hmm. of Torture versus Suzuki and stuff, so they don't really matter. But then you've got Jay White versus Hikaleo, loser leaves to Japan. And then the match over that is El Fantasmo versus Tamatonga for the never. Jay White isn't above El Fantasmo on that card, and there's lots of Bullet Club members on the card. So is yes. there a potential where Jay White is disgraced and then El Fantasmo is crowned? Because even though it's just the Never title, I don't know if Tamatonga's going to be the guy to like reign with it, you know? I think he's got a lot of gas in the tank as like the fiery baby face and always always getting fucked over, you know, by his previous sins in Bullet Club and all that kind of stuff, you know? Maybe that comes back around, maybe Jay White is banished away. And um, and El Fantasmo wins, or the other option is 
Hikalei is actually fucked over. It's super affects Tama Tonga. You know, his brother's going, his mind's on it. Maybe he's had to run in. Maybe he's fought a bunch of guys. Maybe he's weakened. And then and then he's overcome by El Fantasmo. And then it's all the Bullet Club in the ring. Jay White, El Fantasmo side by side holding the Never title. Like, they got one over the good guys, you know? It could go either way, really. But, like, I... Th- I just feel like it's, they've set it up too perfectly. And I feel like they're smarter than that. Like, I think there's a swerve coming. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's just maybe me. Maybe we're too basic. Or maybe that's what they want us to think. <laughs> this, is a, this is a triple a triple turn. Yeah, exactly. Maybe Tama takes over Bullet it. Club. Maybe. Maybe. Hey, okay, here's, here's this. What's better? What's better? Uh, Jay White leaving Bullet Club, going to America for a while and, and rediscovering who he can be mm-hmm. or Hikileo going back to America and getting more seasoning before they bring him back uh, and do something special with him. I think, I mean, I'm not super high on Hikileo anyway. He needs a lot of work, but that could be done anywhere. I think there is something to be said, and especially with the strong thing finishing up and the potential like Ring of Honor stuff, maybe there's something to be said that like Jay's world comes crashing down around him. He finally has to like, you know, that I watched that press conference after, um, after the Wrestle Kingdom main event, and you see, you see him like apologizing to Okada and like realizing he's done bad things. He's like, I wouldn't change it. I know I've done the wrong things, but I had to do it to get here. And he's almost, sorry, and he almost takes like full blame for everything. And he's almost there. And that's all he needs to kind of go to the next level and realize he's enough and he just needs to like be a better wrestler. But then you see he sort of snaps and then he fucking, he's going, I had it all and like, all my planning and everything was there and there was a wrinkle there and it was Tama, but I corrected that. I beat him. I got that back. There was no other wrinkles. There was nothing. And then he was like, wait, there was a wrinkle. That was something I hadn't expected. It's like a maniacal psycho who needs like everything to OCD be in its place. And the thing that wasn't in its place was Hikaleo, which is a reach. It's like a reach for a psycho to do it and whether he even matters, but it's, it's more like I'm a megalomaniac control freak. And the fact that that wasn't where I wanted it to be had me distracted and I wasn't at my best and that's why I wasn't at peak thing. And so he makes that reach, right? So maybe when he gets beaten in uh, by Hikaleo, he, he has to come to terms with the fact that it was him all along. He has to own up for his mistakes. He has to face the horrible things he's done. And then he goes back to America and he's working his farm. And then he starts to get the Ring of Honor dates come in. And then he remembers, I used to be like a nice boy in Ring of Honor. I used to wear like white trunks and I used to jump high and have long hair and like, you know, and was these things. And then you start to see him go, maybe I don't have to be the switchblade. Maybe there's something else that I am. And maybe we see him recraft who he is. You know what I mean? Uh, But yeah. I don't know. That could be a journey you could see him take. Yeah, I think the the way that the way that the the stiff boys put it was fantastic. They said that he's in his Okada balloon phase. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And I think that 
I think that a Jay White break from reality, um, you know, one where he has to rediscover who he is would be a fantastic story that I would love to watch. Like how does his, how does his in-ring style change if he's not being the shit heel anymore? Yeah. How, you know, like he's always been a great wrestler and a great personality. And I love that about him. Like his, his array of suplexes do it for me on a technical level and his crowd work and things like that do it for me on a, uh, on a pro wrestling level. Yeah. Um, I think it would be cruel to send him away right when Japan fans can start cheering again. Yeah. <laughs> knowing that like, you know, he's, he's hated working in front of silent crowds for the last three years, but it might be best for him to have that crazy moment. I mean, like the Okada balloon phase, like, like that's what led to the name of our show. You know, like eventually he fully comes out of that balloon phase. He goes back to the shorts. He's the rainmaker again. Yeah. And we collectively on either side of the world go, oh, God, ah, you know, you said you're, you fucked up Jay White. (laughs) That was a moment. Yeah. That was a moment for us as, as, um, as fans of the product. And I think that Jay going through that rediscovering who he is changing and becoming something new is a very exciting prospect. I think if they, if, if Jay stays in Japan, uh, we'll see him more often, Mm -hmm. but I don't think he will grow into anything new into his ultimate form. And you know what? Like when you think back to that amazing promo after he lost to Kota Ibushi crying at that desk, who is Jamie? What's this thing? The bit, the promo of the year when Jay White was the talk of the world before COVID and everything happened, it's, I think that's where they were going. You know what I mean? They were ready to do it then. But because all of like the restrictions and and things like that, they're like, yo, let's pump the brakes. There's going to be no crowd to cheer him anyway. There's no fucking point. Let's, Let's draw this out. Because like, what's the point in doing a huge big face turn for your biggest heel when nobody can vocally enjoy it? Like, absolutely. And so now is maybe the time to begin that. So we'll see. I'm excited to see what could happen. I look forward to a future Amy 180 on Jay White. I hope so. I hope so, man. There was um, one after yeah, that promo, I, after that match, there was one with Ibushi. She was about him. And then it's been oh, really? all this time. And then she's like, you know, not interested yeah. again. Kind of thing. So we'll see. Nothing, nothing came of it, and yeah. he basically sat at home for eleven months. Yeah, yeah exactly. The thing did what I would like to do, but not what I want my wrestlers to do. Exactly. That's right. All right. I want them to work while I don't. Exactly. Do amazing <laughs> feats while I sit on my couch and fucking eat junk food and watch it happen. Speaking of amazing feats, uh-huh. while I sit on my couch and watch junk food, can I tell you something? Please. I'm going to tell you guys about a little thing called NordVPN. That is an amazing okay? thing. It's an amazing thing that works hard for me while I sit on my couch and eat junk food. Hard as any wrestler to Rock protect hard. your online. <laughs> hard. It's NordVPN shredded like Jay White. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. The rippling I mean, abs maybe of protection. even bigger than Jane White. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like a Michael Richards. Like a Michael Richards. Yeah. That's Calling the one. Jay White Small. Um, <laughs> compared to him. That was a great moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great moment in the history. Check out of, our uh, interview with Michael Richards. Podcast. It was a lot of fun. That's really cool. Uh, so what I want you to do is to look at your online life, all the places you have your your PayPal set up, your cards, uh, you know, pre you know auto filled and pre programmed, uh, and I want you to think about how safe you are online, how how private you actually are online. And then I want you to grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash what? Shorts. That's right. You get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. And let me tell you what that gets you. That gets you the leader in VPN technology, which will protect your online life. And at the same time, supercharge all of your streaming services and the entertainment that we need every day as human beings because we depend on the internet to live okay so you uh you want to watch a new movie but oh hey it looks like netflix doesn't have it in my area gee let me pop on my vpn which will yes protect your online life and send you over to like Japanese Netflix. Hey, there's that movie that I wanted to watch here on the streaming service I already pay for. I don't have to rent it from Amazon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I'm fluent VPN. in Japanese. I'm not, but you might be the person <laughs> listening to I'm this, not. or there may be subtitles. I haven't been to Japanese Netflix, but yeah, it's it, it's a beautiful system. It works hard for you and uh, keeps you safe. Yeah, it's keeps you tolling safe and, the fields of the internet, much like Jay White tolls his farm and keeps those abs rippling, put rippling abs of protection all over your internet and your <laughs> privacy with NordVPN. That's right. Slash shorts. That's right. Yeah, that's it. NordVPN.com slash shorts. shorts. That's it. Damn, that's a good one. Would you say that, would you say that NordVPN keeps you safe like a Hiroshi Tanahashi hug? Nothing keeps me as safe as a Hiroshi Tanahashi hug. It's the safer, <laughs> the safest I've ever felt in my life. Held as the last human being to receive a live Tanahashi hug because it was just before the pandemic. I feel like I felt the safest of any of you. You've all been out there cold and alone in these trying times. Whereas meanwhile, I was safe, soft, yet firm in the arms of Hiroshi Tanahashi. and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fuck! A single tear rolls down my cheek as I I think about that magic moment. It was really special. We will have to do a NordVPN ad where we talk about uh talk about Tanahashi <laughs> hugs. We'll use that as an analogy like in that. a future episode. Yeah, I feel like that might be where we end the the yeah, podcast exactly. for this evening as well. I can't remember the episode that I talk about the time that Hiroshi Tanahashi hugged me, but. If you go Every. back through the archives, start at episode zero or whatever and learn Curtis and my entire history, you'll figure it out. And then you can tell me what episode it was so I can reference it in future episodes. And on it goes. It's every episode. It's the circle of life, of podcast life. As you tell me my own history that I cannot remember because I'm 40 years old. 
yeah, you guys need to start an Okada Shorts Wiki page and call it Shortsopedia. That would be so helpful. Like if somebody could just start a page that like, where I could just log in and just get the details of my own life, like Rafeopedia or Rafe Match or something <laughs> like that, where like, because my memory's so fucking bad at this stage. If somebody could be like, he was born here and went here. And at this age, he did this. And this traumatic event happened here. And then he went to school and it didn't get better there. And then he went on and did this. And then he was in a band for 10 years. It'd be super helpful to me because I don't know any of the. I message my former band members to be like, did we play with this band once? And Matt's like, yeah, here. And we toured with that and we did this. And remember, you did this and blah, blah. And I'm like, no. I don't remember any of it. It's like a stranger. I remember none of that. It's a stranger. And I've never done hard drugs. I'm not like a fucking cocaine's a hell of a drug kind of situation. <laughs> like I do. drink a lot of beer though. There you go. Anyway, uh, we should wrap this fucking shit show up, I reckon. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's where we end. Yeah, that's it. We we, we almost we almost ended smoothly. Too. Oh yeah, we do need to record an ad. Fuck. We've got to wrap this up. I'm about to interview. Yep. Deathmatch legend, Australian deathmatch hardcore legend, Mad Dog, within the hour. And that motherfucker ain't oh, do interviews. He also ain't got social media. I have his physical mobile. I've got to call him on his flip phone <laughs> in an hour and speak to him because he doesn't believe in any of it, doesn't care about it. That's why he doesn't do podcasts. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. I was told by his That's partner cool. that, up until very recently, he just used to use pay phones. But then pay phones stopped existing, so he had to get a phone. And he got like a jitterbug fucking. Well, he's got flip he's phone. got the same flip phone he's had for fucking years. I think now oh I, I God, think I think amazing. now he recently got somewhat upgraded so he can like do internet and emails on it. But he's yeah, he's not interested at all. And I talked to him about it in person. He was like, I just don't fucking care, man. He's like, there's so much negativity, I don't want to hear any of it. He goes, if you need to talk to me, you can get me on this, if not, whatever. Like, it's it's amazing. He's the best. I'm super excited to speak to him. Like, I'm really excited. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. This guy's done so much stuff. You know. Well, let's wrap this up. Let's yeah. wrap this up so we can yeah. we can tell people to where that. to find us. Well, you can find us on Linktree. That's a linktr.ee slash Okada Shorts, and that'll have links to all of our beautiful uh, social medias. Uh, if uh, also one thing you can do is get more Okada shorts. Would you like more Okada shorts? Do you want longer shorts? Longer shorts. Well, you can go. You can go to. Uh, you can go to Patreon.com/slash CountoutPod. Do, donate one, three, or five dollars a month, and that gets you access to our new show. Drop your shorts. That's uh, J- <laughs> it's just Rafe and I broing down, uh, talking about things. Exactly. We're just going to kind of keep that nice and loose. It's just going to be the stuff that happens around the show. So it's ne- you're never going to miss out on anything like New Japan-y or, or anything like that or the main stuff that's covered on Okada Shorts. It's more just like our friendship and general life and things that are going on in wrestling or, or whatever we're talking about. So if you can't get enough of our dulcet tones, you can find us mm. over there. Yeah, and if you'd like to, if you like our particular brand of whimsy and would like to hear more dick jokes for free, uh, what other podcasts can they find you on, Rafe? Uh, they can find me on at Faces Feels Cast. 
uh, my interview series where I interview wrestlers from around the world. Uh, I'm going to be getting them up and popping. Um, been a little bit slow to the start of the year. My wife's uh, laptop is a fucking paperweight, and that is very unfortunate as it does all of our video editing. When I put up interviews, if you see the Face and Feels Instagram, we do these cool videos for all the wrestlers when we launch the episode, and I like to give them all that treatment. Uh, and we can't at the moment because it's completely fucked. So I, I've been holding off, but I've got some bonus episodes and some different things that I'm about to drop that I'm going to do without the artwork. And then once we get that all sorted and get her a new computer, um, we will get that going. So yeah, check out at Faces Feels Cast. Uh, there's links to it again in that same link tree. Um, and yeah, hear me talk to people about some of the crazy things they've done. A lot of the wrestlers I speak to are deathmatch wrestlers, and that is a very interesting way of life tell you and kind of crazy uh how about yourself there buddy tell them where to find your other show well if you would like to hear me and my friends talk about hobby and all of the beautiful uh games that go along with it so like uh role-playing games tabletop war gaming that sort of thing and all the hobby that goes with that you can find us on Throwing Dice Pod. So that's uh, my myself and Grant and uh, various other people. And we uh, we just talk about dork shit. So if you like dork shit, that's a thing you can do. I think that the the Venn diagram for uh, like Warhammer nerds and wrestling nerds is, is a lot of, a lot of overlap it. there. It so. links it. I mean, we're two wrestling fans and we both like that stuff. So it's true. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. So if you want to find that and you want to hear my takes on uh, like Horace Heresy and stuff like that, you can come and find me there, man. And we would really appreciate it. Absolutely. And until then, you know the deal. It's rate and subscribe, listen or die, keep it right, keep it tight, and most importantly, keep it what? Short. This has been a Countout Podcast.